Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pure Faith Podcast, the podcast where we discuss all things Bible. I'm your host, Mitchell Highcamp, and with me is my co-host and sister, Michelle Waymeyer. Hello! So if you haven't done so yet, please follow us on your favorite podcast app, and also leave a review so others can find us, and also log on to like and follow our Facebook page. The first thing that I would like to bring up is, as some of you have noticed, our last two episodes were a little bit shorter and were released twice in one week. So that's something I I put a little snippet at the beginning of, what, three episodes ago it yes. would have been now, that we were doing that. So hopefully this is something that you guys are enjoying. And We just this- knew that it was getting to be long and we talk too much. No. Well, we're going to talk too much. Okay, I talk. <laughs> right. It doesn't matter. We're still going to talk too much. I, I talk a lot, which I've gotten response from through others who have contacted us. But yes. it's not that they don't like that I talk too much. I think that they enjoy it. But there, there have been some suggestions. I don't want to say complaints, but people have mentioned that it's hard to sit down and listen to an hour long podcast sometimes because it is devoting that much time. So that's why we we actually both had the idea separately. Yes. So whenever you asked me about it, I was like, yep, I'm good. Yeah. Like I already had that thought. And but we want to keep it interesting as well. And yes. we want to be able to have our time with you. And we also want to be able to have our Bible study time with you. So if we can keep it where we are doing our intro and our discussion about our lives, because we know you all enjoy hearing about our lives. And if you don't, then that's okay also. But we also know that we want to get through a certain Bible study. So we thought if we keep it short and sweet uh, for both ends and just double it up, that maybe that will, um, that'll help as well. So yeah. Since we are going with these shorter episodes, something else we're planning on doing is, like I can speak for myself here. We have put out a lot of good information. We have overwhelmed you with with Bible information, but at the same time, when you're just getting hit with the same thing over and over and over again, yeah. it can get a little boring. Yes, and, and we're not boring. No, and we're and we're trying to avoid the whole boring thing. <laughs> right. That's why you're supposed to be here, Michelle, is to keep right. it from being to boring. Keep, yes, to keep it from being boring. And so, what we kind of decided to do, along with you know shortening these episodes, releasing twice a week. We're going to also throw in some more of these little mini-series, yeah. I guess is what we're going to call them, like we did for the life after death. Yeah. We did the two-part two, two part for... More discussion rather than the Bible study. We would like yes. to discuss a little bit more. And, and more expound on, on different aspects of the Bible. And the next one, like for example, this next one that we want to do is going to be on prayer. Like yes. how we started our prayer lives what we do in our prayer lives. How and when to pray. Yes. You know, I look at it this way. A lot of people don't know when to start, what to say, how to say it. And I was one of those people. So I came to Mitchell and I said, I'd really like to do one of these mini series on prayer, giving praise, reflecting these words that you hear when you go to church. You know, how, how do we move forward with that? And I thought maybe others might have the same the same questions. And this is another example. Of us you just had, talking? Well, oh. 
No, it will be us just talking. But, but I had a, the same thought. I was mm-hmm. actually looking for a topic that we could do another series on. And then you're just like, hey, can we do this, this another like mini series? Yeah, and you answered very quickly. Prayer? I'm like, hey, that's perfect. I mean, I mean, I was trying to, I was thinking about doing like fear. Mm, um, that's a good one. Yeah. It, you know, stuff like that. Anxieties. Anxiety. Oh. So fear, anxiety. Yes. Just different little snippets like that. And we can even put out requests on Facebook. Like, what would yeah. you like us to How can to we study? help you? Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, and the other reason is we we don't cover a lot. I mean, we cover a lot of information. Yeah. But at the rate we're going on the path we're on, right. I already have <laughs> notes for like the next three months ready. And so I'm sitting here. I'm like, I need something to study. I'm bored. Yeah. So this is kind of giving me new stuff to occupy my my personal Bible study time, keeping me more involved right. in my study. Right. So that's that's why I wanted to do it. And I just wanted to do it because there's a lot of things that you've brought to me from your studies that I'm learning from that I feel like others can be learning as well. So, you know, you look at our relationship and how we've grown differently and there's probably individuals out there that are looking for the same thing. So I just think that we both can help. And so with this, there's actually a letter I wrote, which I don't know if we've ever actually, I think we brought this up. I don't know if we've ever I don't know if we actually talked about it. Yeah. So during my last deployment, I was down in Texas doing pre-mob and I knew my family was back here at home and they were struggling. And I was, I would like to say I was pretty deep in my faith. I probably wasn't that deep in my faith, but I knew I was deeper in my faith and, than probably most of you guys were. Uh, at that more point. than me. So I really wanted to find a way to share. Well, I wanted to Well, help. and to bring us together because you weren't with us at that That's time. That's true. But it was like I wanted to help with Missy and somehow. Yeah. And I couldn't be here physically. I couldn't take her to doctor's appointments. I couldn't do any of that. Right. So I'm like, what's one way I could actually help? And the only thing I knew was talk Bible, like, why is this going on and, and just bring scripture and God into it. And, and I kind of went out on a limb. You did go out on a limb and you sent us information. And I was like, what is this information? And you have to understand it hit me at a time where I was taking Missy to those appointments and I still felt like I wasn't being very helpful. So take, to get what you were sending was just making me that much stronger to help her be stronger. So, yeah. So I I ended up writing a series of letters on different topics and it was all kind of focused on Missy and, you know, stuff, stuff around, you know, sickness and death and, and just that kind of topic. So the first one was on prayer. How should we pray? What should we be praying for? Right. You know, and everything was focused on, again, on Missy. And then there was one on the life after death, Mm -hmm. which that's the one we we kind of And just not to interrupt you, because I never interrupt you. No, not at all. But also, I just want everyone to know that, you know, the emails that we got, 
mom got the emails. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think dad knew at first that we were getting these letters. And I think that mom had brought it up to him. And he was trying to be on the phone. And I loved getting that message that said, hey, can you print this off for me so I can yeah. read it? And of course, it was in big, bold letters, so that way he actually could see it. But I just wanted to throw that out there that, you know, I was the one that got to print them off for dad. Yeah. So, thanks. Well, I couldn't do it. I know, but <laughs> I he would call me be like, at work and be like, are you busy? <laughs> what do you need? <laughs> Can you print off that letter for Mitchell? Yep. Can I come into town and get it? Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> just a tidbit there. <laughs> so, yeah. So, there's a series of letters and... Michelle brought it up that she wanted to really look at this letter on prayer and kind of discuss that. So we're going to do a mini series on that. We're not sure how long it's going to be. Two, three episodes. Six, seven episodes. Could, we talk a lot. Yeah. And the, and when it comes to prayer, there's a lot of stuff to cover. Yeah. So that is something that... And like I said, too, I you know, not just prayer, how to give praise... How to show reflection, um, you know, how to sit in silence and just be able to accept the silence um, as part of it, too. So, you know, there's a lot of things that we can talk about. And I really think that it can move a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. But before we start that, we want to get through this genealogy, which we don't have a whole lot left. We have want to discuss and this is the Bible portion that we're going to cover today is. Matthew 1, 6, where David is the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. We're going to discuss this. And then we might have one more episode where we discuss the end. So it'll be Matthew 1, 17, where he talks about there's how there's 14 generations yes. mm-hmm. in three different sections. Yes. So we'll discuss that too. That'll probably be an episode... If we get through this fast enough, we'll tack it onto this episode, and then our next episode will be the prayer miniseries, but we'll have to cover that when we get to it. So let's go ahead and get into this Bible portion. All right. I'm ready. So where we talk about how David is the father of Solomon, this this section, it's in 2 Samuel 11 and 12. It's the two chapters that we'll be covering. But something I want to bring up, notice how Matthew 1, 1 through 5, mm-hmm. it actually names Tamar and Ruth by name. Yes, it does. Here, this is another woman that they're talking about. But they don't name her by name. And if you don't know who this woman is, it's Bathsheba. So they don't say Bathsheba. No. How Bathsheba is the mother of Solomon. Solomon, yes. They say it was Uriah's wife. And I think when we did our family Bible study on this, I kind of had this little thing where I'm like, well, why why does he talk about Uriah's wife here instead of just saying Bathsheba? And I think it's because of where the sin actually lies. Oh. Because before we are talking about Tamar, mm-hmm. you know, Tamar disguised herself as a prostitute, mm-hmm. and Judah went to go sleep with this prostitute. She gets pregnant. Judah wants to kill her, finds out he's the father of this child. Right. And then, you know, Ruth really wasn't a sin necessarily in Ruth. Mm-mm. They're, depending on which side of the fence you're on, there are 
people that believe that if you take Ruth at face value, that there was some deception going on. We didn't discuss this whenever we actually discussed Ruth, but there is some people out there that believe that Naomi was trying to deceive Boaz because if you actually go back and read it, again, we've talked about how you look at the Bible through different lenses. Mm -hmm. So if you use this particular lens where you're looking at the Bible, like it is like from this point of view that I am talking about, it looks like Naomi goes to Ruth and kind of uses wordage that puts Ruth in a vulnerable spot that makes Ruth feel like she has to listen to Naomi. So that Naomi tells her what to do, which is go to the threshing floor. Mm -hmm. Well, when Ruth does that, then she kind of puts herself and Boaz in a very peculiar situation. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like it says, when Boaz wakes up and he's like, woman, what are you doing here? And she says, I think the interpretation we used was like, throw your sheet or your garment or the the hem of your sheet over me to redeem me. And, well, there's nothing else like this situation. There's this whole, re- well, I should say this whole redeeming. This whole situation where, you know, throwing the garment over, laying at his feet, this this isn't discussed anywhere else in the Bible. It's only right here. Okay. So, if you're looking at it at face value for what it is, then she is literally going to him in the middle of the night, laying at his feet, getting under the covers with him. If you look at it for what it is... She's trying to seduce him. Gotcha. And and that's not the, the lens the version, I read it through. No, and it wasn't. It wasn't either. And like I see where where some people can get this interpretation. I mean, I I I do. I get it. But at the same time, it's so you're saying that's where that sin would. Like, that's where that soon would be, is the fact that Naomi is sending Ruth to go sleep with Boaz because back in those days, back in those days, like, the actual wedding, like, whenever you get married, Mm -hmm. it was literally, like, now we have wedding services where you actually go up in front of a pastor, they... Do their thing. Mm-hmm. You take him. Yes. You take her. Yes. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So then there's a legal marriage there in mm-hmm. front of a congregation. But back then, it was just sleep together. That's what I was just going to ask you if that's what it was. So she was thinking that Naomi was setting her there saying, go to him so that way you could be married yes. to him and he's it's, going to and, take and care of remember, us. Remember, she said, wait till he is done. Drinking, partying, having a good time. Naomi was hoping he'd be drunk. Mm -hmm. He's laying there on the floor. And another reason, well, the reason he was actually sleeping at the threshing floor is because he was protecting his grain from bandits. So Mm -hmm. that's why, you know, the harvest is done. So they have a a party because the harvest is Mm -hmm. done. Mm -hmm. But then they sleep there 
And this is just it. this is just men. There's no women there. So this is just the guys get together, mm-hmm. have some some drinks, have some you know celebratory whatever shindig. Yeah, the work's done. And then they sleep there on the threshing floor to protect their harvest mm-hmm. from bandits from coming to steal it. So Naomi knew this. Naomi knew that there's a good possibility Boaz would be intoxicated. Right. He'd be sleeping on the threshing floor. So she sends Ruth, go find Boaz, find out where he's sleeping, wait till he's done drinking and partying. Probably so he'd be intoxicated. Go to him. Maybe he'd be in a a state where he won't say no to a woman just showing up in his sleeping role or whatever you want to call it. But Boaz did have his senses and, and he was like, Ruth didn't push the matter. Right. And so they never actually committed a sin. Mm-hmm. But there's still the possibility of that sin where Naomi was trying to get them and deceiving Ruth and Boaz. And so there may have been a little bit of sin there. And that may be why Matthew uses Ruth's name. Okay. But here he doesn't use Bathsheba's name. Mm-mm. He says, you're Uriah's wife. And as we get into this, you'll see that I think it's because of where the sin lies. So I'm going to be reading snippets of, of 2 Samuel 11. And the first snippet will be verses 2 through 5. So I'm going to go ahead and read that. One evening, David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace. From the roof, he saw a woman bathing. The woman was very beautiful, and David sent someone to find out about her. The man said, She is Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, and the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Then David sent messengers to get her. She came to him, and he slept with her. Now she was purifying herself from her monthly uncleanness. Then she went back home. The woman conceived and sent word to David, saying, I am pregnant. So this is the story of... King David. Normally, whenever, and at the beginning of this, it says this is the season of of war. Mm-hmm. So, and normally David went out with his soldiers, and he led his troops, and they went out and did the war stuff that they do. Mm-hmm. And even going back the chapter before this, the Israelites were actually attacked by I think it was the Armenians and Ammonites. They tried to team up and take out the Israelites, but once the Israelites turned, they like split their their forces one after each head. Mm-hmm. But they both fled, and so they fled. And then the Ammonites went and found even more Arameans, and they got even bigger forces. Probably during this off season of war, I guess okay. you want to call it, <laughs> because now. So it would have been like the winter time when they weren't warring because at the beginning of 11, it says in the spring. So now the cold weather broke. So now it's springtime. So now they're going to go back out to war again. Yeah, because you want to stay warm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't want to have you war when you're, during the cold. When you're stabbing and. Right, your your fingers are frozen. Why would yeah. you want to go to war? Yeah, yeah no. You have to go Horrible back. Idea. Yeah, everybody go home. <laughs> we'll 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 do this again in the spring. 
Go. Let's, let's go take a three month break. Time out. Just, <laughs> just remember, remember your spots. We'll come right back to them. Right. We'll, we'll finish this later. We're taking a time out. So, but that's who they went out against. They went out against the the Ammonites, and we'll find at towards the end of I think chapter twelve that they destroy the Ammonites. So that's who they're going out up against. Okay. So David is sending his army back out to to fight these Ammonites and Arameans, but David didn't go. So, like what I read, he was home one night. I don't know, couldn't sleep. He decides to go up onto the roof of the palace, is walking around, and he sees a woman taking a bath and decides that he wanted to sleep with her. Right. And during our family Bible study for this, Ethan, who is, we've talked about Ethan before, Bulldog, he could not understand why a woman was taking a bath on the roof. Yeah. He was floored by this. I still remember his reaction when I said... (laughs) Well, I don't think he caught it the first time. And then I, I mentioned again, and I see him like do this whole side to side look like, what did he just say? Yeah. And then he's like, and I think Caleb, his brother, was next to him. And then he's like, oh, it was yeah, a funny moment. It yeah. was a funny moment. Yeah. You, we told him, you know, when you come to family Bible study, it's not, it's not PG. No, it's not. Right. So David sends a messenger, one of his servants, over to, Figure out who she is, mm-hmm. and he pretty much has her come back to the palace. So, and, so wait a second. He does this knowing she's beautiful. Yes. So his intent is to sin. Yes. Okay. I mean, I I wouldn't say like he had his full mind going here because at- his guys come back and they say. She is the wife, and he's like, "Well, go get her, bring her yeah. back to me." Hello. Yeah. He wasn't using his right head when he was going through this. Oh, we'll, we'll leave it at yeah, that. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. I think most of our audience will understand what I'm saying. Oh, there. I believe they probably will, and some of them are probably shaking their heads like me. <laughs> Guys are dumb. <laughs> I, sorry. Oh my gosh. So yeah, so he sends for. Her. She comes back and. We we don't have the details of no. how it goes down. Nope, but we know that she becomes pregnant. Yes. I mean, he sleeps with her, whether yep. it's forcefully. Either or, way, they're both committing sin. I mean, she's married. She yes. knows she's married. She's, I understand he's the king, adultery. but really? And whatever. So, yes, they, they commit a sin of adultery. Mm-hmm. But again, notice it's not Bathsheba's name. Right. It's still Uriah's name. Okay. And unfortunately, we have to get to that in the next episode. Yes. Because we're already out of time. And all of you are probably intrigued. I'm intrigued. Oh, cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Oh, my goodness. I don't think we've had a cliffhanger yet. This is the first cliffhanger. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, I love it. Yeah, normally we try to get through something. Right, but we're not this time. It is a cliffhanger. Yeah. We hope that you are all... Excited to hear about the next episode. So on the next episode, we're going to go ahead and keep <laughs> keep covering where we left off. We'll be covering 2 Samuel 11 and 12. And, and just so you know, our prayer is not going to be in just a few episodes because we didn't get through as much today as no. what we thought we were going well, to. Well, <laughs> we, we discussed the whole prayer thing too much at the beginning. 
So maybe on our next episode, we'll cut it down, our typical conversation. We didn't record half of our conversation. No, we didn't record like a fraction of what we talked about before we started recording. We have been here for a very long time and we've only recorded... About a half an hour. 30 minutes. (laughs) I hope you're all... Yes, I hope you're all are, are enjoying this because I am. I'm enjoying it. Yes, it is fun. It is. We both have smiles on our faces. We do. Yeah. Great. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or just want to send us a friendly hello, then you can email us at purefaithpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, if you like what you hear, then we ask that you share this show with others so that we can all work together in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. So until next next, Until the next episode.